This is the A Jersey Broad Abroad podcast. Let's go. One lady was from Germany. Yeah, so you're gay. Yeah, so that's a no biggie. Kind of grossy. You don't know what what is? What was the best thing ever? I mean, Doc is showing Freddy. <laughs> yeah, people flew in from Germany last night. Now the neighbors are going to call 911. A Jersey Broad Abroad. You know, I always say, whenever the sun shines, Ireland sings. And Aww. that's what it's like in Ireland. Like, it's just the most beautiful place. Great people. Hey guys, it is St. Patrick's Day week. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, we're doing that here. So it's St. Patrick's Day week, and we have another podcast about County Neath this time. And I called my dear friend, and she's going to tell you all about where she's from, from County Neath. She is the greatest. She's a super lady, and I'm proud to call her my friend. And wait till you hear her voice. She's just super happy. She's super, She's the nicest person you meet. And she has a really, really cool accent. <laughs> so anyway, darlings, so thanks for prepping me uh, with a couple of questions. Oh so I am going to give my best shot, you know. Right, so let me say, so can you describe a little bit about the area you come from in Ireland? Yeah, sure. Okay, so as we know, Ireland is a small place, so it's very hard to get lost in Ireland, I can tell you. <laughs> so I'm from the royal county of Meath. So if you were to look at the map of Ireland, Meath is situated beside Dublin, which is on the east coast of Ireland. And we're a little bit inland, so we're not along the coast, but the county right next to Dublin. And I'm very proud, actually, if I'm honest, to be from Meath because you know, it's called the Royal County of Meath because it has an abundance of castles, wow. churches, round towers, high, high crosses, which are the big stone crosses. And this it's just so full of history, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you can't, I couldn't really talk to you today about Meads in Ireland without mentioning a few of the main historical features there you know because it really is there's, there's so much history in Mead and you know Mead is famous as well because there's certain historical sites which are well known around Europe and around the world and I'll be getting to that in a few minutes but just a few not far from where I live is at Lumley Castle so at Lumley Castle is is a, quite a big castle. It still remains intact. Um, it was built in two stages. Um, one part of the castle was built in the 15th century, the other part in the 16th century. Oh. Then we have Bechtov Abbey, which is a much larger um, area. Um, it's sitting, it was founded in 1147. Um, oh and it is, it wouldn't be, a castle as such but it would be where a lot of priests and monks used to live then you have Dunsany castle which literally was a stone's throw and this is this is a phrase we use over in Ireland a stone's throw from the house which means just down the road from the house is Dunsany castle and it's an absolutely stunning place to look at um, it's very private like you can't get in unless you have an invitation oh, wow. and um, they did once upon a time, they used to open up their doors once a year, twice a year, and let the general public in. And then, unfortunately, 
they had a couple of people that did come in and actually stole a few bits and pieces from the actual castle oh my itself. So because of that, of course, they had to shut the doors again. So um, it's unfortunate um, for those that are very interested in history and appreciate history. Um, it's a beautiful place to, to, to visit. Um, it was built in and around the 15th century. It was built by Nicholas Plunkett, which was the first Baron of Dunsany. So, yeah, like... Gemma, if you ever come to Ireland, I'm going to go yes. and give you the grand tour. Oh, I'll be taking goodness. you around all these places <laughs> and I'll be giving you a little bit of information on each. But it really is beautiful and, you know, it's there's a lot of wildlife, there's a lot of deer. It's a huge estate. You know, wow. It's, uh, yeah, it's, That's it's incredible. A massive piece of land and yeah and and the lord insaney that lives there at the moment he would be i'd say he would be about i'd say late 30s wow know, and, yeah 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 so wow. so yeah yeah he, i think like he's about 90 i was like yeah well, old 30s well, like, well yes he, he's in his wow. 30s so Obviously, the castle has been handed down through the yeah. generations, and he is the next oh man in line, the next Lord of Dunsany. Okay. Absolutely lovely person, by the way. My, my father is actually a personal friend of his, but he's hugely into nature. He's hugely oh, cool. into, into make, ensuring that the wildlife remain, you know, everything remains untouched. That's awesome. Um, he has a lot of passion for the, the history, the castle and the surrounding lands. So, you know, when you see that, you just know it's in safe hands. And, yeah, uh, totally. It's so great. Yeah. He's so young for so so many years. That's gonna so young, so young. Yeah. And, and, you know, he really is dedicating a lot of his time and energy into it. And he, as you can imagine, living in a castle, it, it costs a lot to maintain. Oh, my God. Uh, it, it wouldn't be cheap yeah, <laughs> in terms I know, I know. of... I'm sorry, but I kind of wish that was a problem I had in life right now. <laughs> like, oh, it's so hard to maintain this castle. Yeah, I can imagine it'd be a bit cold in winter. I'd say it'd be hard yeah. to heat up those rooms. But <laughs> anyways, but it is spectacular to look at. It really, really is. And if yeah, you ever sounds amazing. Okay, cool. So, so then, now we couldn't end this conversation without me mentioning this okay this is really really important have you ever heard of the book of Kells? i have i knew you would because the book of Kells is known all around the world yes like this is a spectacular piece Beautiful. of Irish history yeah, and art and it's yeah. on display in trinity college mm -hmm. in dublin so anybody that wants to visit ireland go to dublin Go and see Trinity College. To be honest, Trinity College is a beautiful place to visit. It's got great surroundings, beautiful buildings, lovely architecture. But also they have the Book of Kells inside Trinity. And let's go back to, to where it came from. Okay. So Kells wouldn't be far from where I live as well, also oh. in County Mead. And in Kells, there would have been high crosses which still exists to this day. There was a monastery there. Um, it was founded in the 8th century. Oh my it gosh. was raided numerous times in the 9th century. Yeah. Numerous times it was raided. But one of the greatest treasures that came out of this monastery was the Book of Kells. Wow. And yes, it's now um, on display, as I said, in Trinity College. And it's really worth going to see if you're ever in Dublin. Like, really, you couldn't pass through Dublin and not go and see yeah. the Book of Kells. It's spectacular. And you can see the writings, you can see the graphics, you can see, you know, the colorings. It's, 
the way it was made, the way it was just, it's, it's beautiful to look at, but you know, it, it's, it's being preserved mm-hmm. in Trinity okay. and we're very lucky that we still have it full of history. We're lucky we have these castles and they're still there and so some cool. of them have been restored. Um, there's a castle, Colleen Castle, not far from Dunsany Castle, which I mentioned earlier. And uh, that has been kind of um, transformed into a golf club. So they oh, put wow. houses around it and they brought cool. it back to life again. And yeah. it's just phenomenal to see that. It takes a lot of money to do, do such things, but it's just wonderful to see it come back to life. And that's really it. So that's really about mu- the, the part of Ireland that I'm from. But there's, there is an abundance of history all throughout Ireland, from Dublin on the East Coast, right along to the West Coast, Galway, and the South of Ireland and the North of Ireland. Like really from top to toe, there's so much history there if you're interested in history. And people as well. So, you know, the people are great in Ireland as well. They're very, very friendly people. So can I go back and tell you about Newgrange? Because that was yeah, something that I was usually. supposed to talk about earlier. We got kind of diverted a wee bit, but mm-hmm. it was something that is so unbelievably fantastic. If you love, if you love history, and you want to come to Ireland and you want to visit um, the east of Ireland and you and you love um, ancient monuments, well, you should go to see Newgrange. So Newgrange, as I said earlier, is one of the most amazing tourist attractions in Ireland. It's so famous. It is one of the finest passage tombs in all of West Europe. It was built in 3200 BC. This is centuries before the pyramids. Oh my gosh. This is in County Meath, by the way. That's like hard to picture, you know? To fathom, isn't it? Yeah. Older than the pyramids. But but you think that's hard to fathom. When you yeah. find out, I don't think people like, know that. Yeah, when you realise how it was built. Yeah. Well, even it's it's astonishing. Actually, okay. Because when you look at the technology we have today, when we're when we're building buildings and and the, the time and effort that goes into it, when you're looking at back in three thousand two hundred BC, like you didn't have anything. Yeah. So it's basically with your hands. Yeah. And when you see how this, I'm going to explain to you now in a moment how it was built. It's just astonishing. And I just, I don't have any words. I just, I don't know how it came about that they were able to build it with such accuracy. And I'll tell you about that in a second. So one of the finest passage tombs um, in Europe. Um, It's like a mound. When you walk up to Newgrange, it's a big mound. And on top of the mound, there's some grass growing on the top. It's huge. It's almost heart shape oh. mound, and it's 36 feet high and 300 feet in diameter. Oh, wow. On the front of the mound, there's large boulders, and these boulders are about eight feet high. There's 12 of these boulders which have survived because they're appears to be an estimate of about 38 boulders there originally. Oh, so there's wow. 12 left. But on these boulders, the stone markings, and especially at the entrance of the tomb, there is a big, large boulder with triple spiral 
designs. Oh, of course. Cool. And it's just unbelievable oh, how really? how it was done and how it has been able to be maintained and how it survived this right. length of time. And it just looks amazing. Um, and then at the entrance above this decorated stone, and remember, there's 12 of these stones dotted around okay. the tomb, all yeah. around it, and you can walk around and you can have a look at these, and all of them have designs on them. It's, it's amazing stuff. So the entrance then, you have one of these decorated stones, but over that, there's yeah. a little small kind of a box, a passage, which allows the sun's rays to penetrate through this little window, little passage, yeah. right down into the center of the burial chamber. And there's one morning a year. It's the shortest day of the year, the 21st of December. Okay. And the sun will shine down this little opening above the passage. It'll shine down the passage, the actual passage which is 62 feet long. Oh my gosh. So just so you're visualizing this yeah. correctly now, I just wanna make sure I'm clear. There's a doorway into this yeah. tomb. So you're walking through the, the doorway, but above the doorway, there's a little square opening, okay. which allows the sun to shine in. Yeah. And it shines down this 30, the 62 foot passage right into the chamber. And oh the gosh. chamber is round. It was obviously a burial ground. People were buried there and so on. And it represents, the 21st of December represents this, the winter solstice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Shortest day of the year. And it'll shine down the passageway into the chamber. And as you're in the chamber, you look up and the roof is magnificent. It has this corbelled stones, the stone kind of overlapping right up about 20 foot high is the roof. And the way it's made that, now, how do you get the metrics right to, 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 to build this tomb in such a way yeah. that on the shortest day of every year, the sun, as it's coming up, is able to go right into this small passage or this small yeah. box and shine down a passageway and into a tomb. It's amazing. Like right into the center and lights up. Only one time it's a year. Only once one a year. One time a year. And oh, like the waiting list, the waiting list to, to actually see that yeah. is so long. Okay. I, I, I'd say you might even have to pay a lot of money to do it because yeah. this little chamber doesn't hold that many people. Just to be in there, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't hold that many people. Like, I'd say it would hold about 13 people. I might be oh wrong. Oh my gosh, okay, yeah. yeah. Have a look on the internet and just see how many yeah, people. But just see the video it, it, It's not a big, yeah, have a look. But this is magnificent and definitely worth going to see if you're in Ireland. But also, I forgot to mention earlier as well, the Hill of Tara, which is literally in my backyard. So my, my sister lives right beside it now uh, but it is such an amazing place and the hill of tower does not get the exposure that it deserves like it really isn't highlighted um in terms of tourism now there is a lot of tourists that go to visit the hill of tower a lot of people go there um, you, you have huge busloads of people going, coaches of people going. But again, it's not promoted as much as some of the other 
places like suppose New Grange and on, on so could you go to like New Grange and the Hill of Tara uh, kind of on the same day? You could go exactly, Jamma. You could go to Trinity to see the Book of Kells. Oh, yeah. By the way, there's a lot more than just uh, the Book of Kells in in Dublin. By the way, there's plenty more if you want to see anything about um, what what Dublin has to offer tourists. All you have to do is just check it out because there's an abundance of things you can do there. But I suppose I'm talking about Meath and the Hill yeah, of Tara yeah. is off the radar, but yeah. still we do get a lot of tours. So depending cool. on the tourist company you're, you're, you're looking at. But a little bit about the Hill of Tara. So the Hill of Tara, I suppose it, it was developed from being a place where religious royalty mm -hmm. would come and congregate from the small villages to be local priests and so on and they'd come to this area called the hill of tara but it evolved over time to becoming the seat of the high kings of ireland wow cool. okay so it became largely symbolic after the seventh century and it's a burial site as well so one of the most prominent monuments on the hill and one of the oldest is the Mound of the Hostages. Oh so the Mound of the Hostages, yeah, <laughs> is it's, it's kind of similar to the Newgrange. It's a passage tomb, and there is a mound. There's a there's a large passageway leading into a small chamber, and it dates back to 1800 BC. Oh wow! Beside that, there's hill forts, and they're surrounded by banks and ditches, um, and they're very typical of the Iron Age, but um, and they were used as defense mechanisms. You know, if anybody was to come, they would have to, if oh, they wanted right. to threaten the people on the fort. They would have to cross the ditch. And once they cross the ditch, there'd be a bank they'd have to cross. So this was very much a place and it was a mound. So you're up on a level. You can mm -hmm. see a lot. Oh, yeah. See you 360 people coming. You. Yeah. yeah, you can see, you can see yeah. a lot from, from this particular hill of Tara. Oh, cool. A lot of, lot of forts on this hill. Yeah. Um, interesting enough, um, this, there's a statue of St. Patrick there. Oh. And it yeah, it symbolizes um, the time when, when St. Patrick actually came to Ireland uh, or came to the hill of Tara to visit the kings, the high kings oh, of Ireland, cool. to, to convert them to Christianity. <laughs> you know, yeah. so his so his statue is there, and then you have a banquet hall, which obviously none of this exists. When you go to the Hill of Tara, there's not a lot to see. Okay, but you've got to open your imagination. You've yeah. got to just have a little look at, at at the pictures and the illustrations. And then what you used go. to be there, just, just like put it together. Yeah, yeah that's you cool. Look at it then put it together. There was a banquet hall where everybody came, everybody met. Discussions were had with all the high kings where everybody sat and north of that was round earthworks which again are small mounds but if you're standing up in the hill of tower you can see all over meads that's really like, cool. really you can see all yeah. of the villages you can see gorgeous. it's beautiful and yeah. when the sun is coming up the sun is going down on a fine day it's absolutely stunning it really is and there's something very spiritual about that place yeah. as well. you, get, you get you get an energy you get a, a vibe. vibe from there so did the um, high kings live there sorry. also sorry did the high kings live up there or did they, they did no they actually came together so the high kings of ireland would have traveled oh, okay. from different areas of ireland and the people and the, and the kings that would would have got there first would could see them all coming 
I see. Yeah. So it's, wow, it's a place so cool. where they congregated to yeah. discuss yeah. pressing issues yeah. that needed to be discussed um, on behalf of the Irish people and <laughs> where they came from, you know? So this was big business. Yeah. You know, there was no government. Cool. The kings were ruling. I'm thinking of like Lord of the Rings, like coming together on top of but the no, hill. Like, you know what I mean? And I think, I think you're pretty yeah. right. I think you're accurate. <laughs> I, I would be oh, visualizing the same. To discuss, yeah, the fellowship. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and if you were to light a fire in each of the villages. Oh my God, it's so cool. To, yeah. to represent whatever whatever they're representing maybe they're warning each other and they light a fire you could see it all from the hill of Tara. it's really cool like, yeah, it sounds beautiful um it really is and one of the things you will see um if you're there is a big stone there's this like okay. stone it's kind of shaped it's kind of like cylinder shaped stone okay. now there's no spirals or any of that sort of etchings on it but mm. this stone was called Leofall, which is the stone of destiny. Wow. So Leofall is, is Gaelic and it's translated into the stone of destiny. And this stone was where the kings were crowned. Oh my gosh. So tra tradition has it that this stone roared when the king was accepted. So every time the king oh. was accepted by the stone, he was crowned. And the stone roared. <laughs> and that's the tradition. So it's there. Um, whenever I go to the Hill of Tara, I do always tend to put my hands on that stone. Oh my and gosh, look up, amazing. Look up at the sky, waiting for a beam to hit me or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very spiritual. It's a beautiful place to go. Um, I don't know. I just feel my ancestors. I feel my Irishness when I go Aww, there. Oh, that's really cool. Especially when there's royalty, when, there's, when the High Kings of Ireland are there. And, you know, you can just feel the presence nearly. That's amazing. I'm sure many battles were fought there too. I don't know for sure, but you just feel that energy. And it's just a very wonderful place to go. And I couldn't have had this podcast with you without mentioning it. I really Definitely. Couldn't. So in the yeah. hill, is it like something that's in within nature or is it, is it, is it, is it free or is it something that it's like um, maintained by the country? Is it like, that's really good question, Gemma. It is free of charge. So huh. if you go make your way to the hill of Tara, anybody that's renting a okay. car from Dublin, it would be about from Dublin. It would be about 35, no, it wouldn't. I'd give it 45 minutes would get you oh, there. Okay, yeah, that's... Yeah, 45 minutes would get you yeah. there. Main road all the way. And um, when you get there, it's free of charge. You get off the bus, you go through the gate, you can walk freely around. Okay. Um, obviously, the passage tomb is locked to anyone. Um, there is a graveyard there and a church. You walk through that, you'll be able to see uh, St. Patrick quite quickly when you walk through the gates because St. Patrick is there cool. in the field. It's very much a field. It's okay. very much a field, by yeah. the way. But as you get closer, and again, knowing the history, um, you can see the mounds and you can yeah, realize so cool. what it was like. And then you have the the, 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 the Leofall, which is that stone and it's there and it's very prominent. And yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And there's a wonderful coffee shop there as well. Oh, neat. So yeah. that coffee shop wasn't always there, but it does the most amazing business because everybody likes to go there after they're out in yeah. um, the wind and whatnot on, on oh the hill. God. And it is renowned for its exceptional food. Oh, nice. Exceptional food. And there's, sometimes there's a waiting queue and people will queue because you know uh -huh. what? It's worth the wait. Oh, it is 
fantastic. Yeah, and it's always good to do a little bit of research before you right. go. Like, if you are very passionate, if you're passionate about history and you do yeah, want to really see cool. a lot of it, do go and do a little bit of research and map it out where you mm -hmm. want to go around Ireland because it'll stand to you because when you're there then you can really see what it was like. Use, use your mind's eye, your imagination and you yeah. can visualize what it was like back in the day and you can appreciate it all the more. You'd appreciate it all the more. Yeah, so I went there when I was a child, but it's definitely a place you should go. And if you ever come over to Ireland, Gem, and we're together, I will take you there. Ah, uh, cool. Sure. For sure. I would like to, um, I, I want to look into it. I want to see how I get on the list. Even it takes like, yeah. Are you serious? Years, like, but whatever. you know what? It wouldn't be a bad idea to actually inquire. Yeah. Just, Just to give them a quick pinkle and yeah. find out what's the process for that like sure. maybe it has changed from when i was small I was call me in 15 years i'll be like okay i'm ready yeah, I, I don't know how that works but it's I actually just... um i think i heard it's a lottery it could be Gemma. i yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all i think yeah. actually that would probably be one of the fairest like, ways I I, like i don't think it's a waiting because probably you know things happen and people whatever but um i think every year they do a lottery and it's like a big big number that you're getting picked out of yeah i, I think you're right actually i did hear out, i'm gonna check it out and i'm gonna sign up i don't care i'm trying i didn't i i think you're absolutely right oh, actually i think you. that's the most up-to-date info we have two tickets i'm taking you ah! <laughs> could you imagine if you were picked out of the house that would be phenomenal <laughs> well, that was pretty entertaining. A Jersey broad abroad. I suppose if there's any downer, <laughs> downer part, oh. it's the weather because we're yeah. little island. Um, we get blasted with wind okay. all the time. Very windy uh, a lot of the time. A lot of rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so green, right? That's why it's so green. But you get used to it. It's amazing how you get used to it. Like growing up for me is like, oh, yeah, it rains. It only when I lived in other countries that I realized, oh, <laughs> How did I how did I cope with that for so long? Like it really is relentless. Yeah. Uh, but still, people are laughing, people are smiling. As soon yeah. as the good weather hits, yeah, all you can smell is barbecues. You smell the barbecue from uh. nine o'clock in the morning. People are getting it going for the day. <laughs> like they really make the most of it, and everybody floods outdoors.